You are watching Christ's Commission Fellowship. Changing lives for eternity. We are about to wrap up our, actually we are to conclude our series on, on the first part of our series on legit. We're doing legit and next week we will be starting the second part, which is the second part of the series, which is the legit purpose. But you see, <clears throat> this is something very important. Our discussion is very important. Now, before I, before I proceed, allow me just to ask you these questions. These questions. First, how many of you want to hear people say that you are hypocrite, liar, stupid? Anyone? How about being attacked, maligned, or physically and verbally abused because of your faith in Jesus? How many of you want to be called names like soccer or in Tagalog, sip-sip? Maybe because, and, and somehow you were called soccer because you did something right in your office or in school or in your family. How many of you want that? Now, obviously, people do not like to be called names. But surprisingly, our passage for this afternoon is about that. The Bible tells us that blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And when we say persecuted, he concludes by saying, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And he said, rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You see, friends, to be persecuted, to be insulted, to be called names, what different names, evil names, those are not, it's not easy to rejoice when you are in that situation. That is something beyond imagination to think that we are blessed when we experience those or when we suffer from those. But surprisingly, God is telling us this. So what's the point? What does Jesus Christ want us to understand? So our topic this afternoon is be hopeful, the best is yet to come. Now, before we dive in further, allow me just to just have a review of what we had, we, we discussed previously. We were discussing about legit happiness. Everybody wants somehow to be real. In fact, we are living in a world of imitation, and nobody, nobody in his right mind would want to become a low-grade copycat. We want to be genuine. We don't want people who are wearing masks. People around us, obviously, would not even desire to see Christians who claim to be Christians, and yet they're living differently from what Christ wants us to be. You know, and may we, we, may, we may even call them not necessarily a legit Christians. No? We don't want them. We don't want those trying to, those hypocrites telling themselves and calling themselves Christians, and yet they're living differently. Now, obviously, what we want is the real freedom. We want to be who we really are before, before the Lord. And the good news is this. If you know the truth, meaning if you know Jesus, you shall be set free. Jesus will set you free. But how would you know that you know Jesus? How would you know that you have a relationship with the Lord? You should see an evidence to confirm whether you're really part of the body of Christ, whether you really belong to Jesus or not. The confirmation is the first part of this 
uh, of his sermon, which is the manifesto of the Christian life, which is the Beatitudes. There must be a legit happiness. Now, this is surprising. Listen to this. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, look at the words, his disciples came to him. So he was now talking not to the crowd, but to his disciples. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying. Now listen to this. What did he teach them? It's about the Beatitudes. That was the introduction of his whole Sermon on the Mount. What was the introduction? He was saying that if you're real Christians like this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the big, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied, so forth and so on. Now listen to this. If you are to really look at it with an honest eye and understanding, these are all nonsense. How could you be happy? How can you be blessed when you are mourning? How can you be blessed when you are being persecuted? How, would, how can you be blessed? You see, friends, real blessing depends on our nature. Our nature. The reason why he was just speaking to his disciples because this is not for everybody. It's like this, just for us to, to understand. If you give a family of monkeys, for example, 100 million pesos, they would never feel blessed because their nature dictates that that will not make them blessed. Give them bananas, for sure they will rejoice. Tama ba? Same thing with us when we say, blessed to the poor in spirit, blessed for there's the kingdom of heaven. Obviously, you will never appreciate that unless you are, you are born again, unless you are born in the spirit, unless you have chains of nature where you know and you will see the kingdom of heaven. The Bible tells us, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And you'll never appreciate to say, well, you will inherit the kingdom if you are poor in spirit. But I, I cannot, re I cannot you know, relate because I could not understand what you're talking about. You see, your nature will tell us what kind of, uh, will tell us what will bless us. So if you're blessed with mourning, you're blessed with poor in the spirit, you're blessed with all these characteristics, it means that you belong to his kingdom. So this is something very important. Now listen to this. Now, in order for us to appreciate further what was really going on, here is the scenario. Here is Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples. These are people who are following the Lord because they were seeking for something. They're so hungry for something. And imagine, these are Jewish audience. These are Jewish people. Their background, they were invaded by foreign powers. They were, they were being ruled by Rome at that time. And for so long, they were under the power of the invaders. They haven't experienced a real kingdom that really belongs to them. And the very king that they had, the local king that they had, was Herod, who happened to be not a, a who happened to be an Edomite and not the rightful king. So all of this that they have is not what they are looking for. So they were so hungry, they were so poor, and they were expecting, Lord, when will the Messiah would come? You see, you promised us this. And and they were so down. Are we still expecting for the Messiah to come? They were so poor in the spirit, and Jesus was saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
And, then, and some of them, maybe they were crying, they were repenting, and they were saying, Lord, we're suffering all of this because of our disobedience to you. And the Lord was telling them, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yeah, we want to fight. We want to fight against this Rome, Roman power. We want to, to declare that we are, we, 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 we need to regain our independence, our sovereignty. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Are you following the picture, the scenario? And how could this guy speak so much with so much authority, giving them this assurance? Who does he think he is? How could we be so blessed? And can we really trust this guy? You know what Jesus was trying to say? Is this what you are looking for, what you are waiting for. The answer that you're waiting to, to have is in your very eyes. You look, when we are to summarize, look at this, because the joy that I would like to give with you is this. It is not just, Leonard, blessed, blessed. This is a kind of joy which is complete, satisfying, fulfilling, the joy of the Lord that nothing will ever take it away from you. And this is what he said, and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. Not circumstances, not your situation. Why? Because this is my answer. Because there is the kingdom, I am the king of kings. Shall be comforted, I am your comforter. Inherit the earth, I own the earth. Satisfaction, I alone satisfies for I am the I alone satisfy, for I am the bread of life. Shall receive mercy, I am the source of mercy. Shall see God, I, whoever sees me sees the whoever sees me sees the Father. And I am the only way, only truth, only, um, only the truth and the life. And no one can ever go to the Father without me. And this is what he's saying. And you shall be called sons of God, for I am the very peace that you shall make the people. I am the very answer you are looking for. In other words, you see Jesus as your reward. You see Jesus as the very source of your joy. So friends, if there is no real spiritual lives in there, alive, it's just like this. You're hungry because you know you're alive, tamaba. If you're dead, you won't be hungry anymore. You're still alive. So, so you're hungry because... It is your nature to, to have it. And you would not desire the bread of life if you're dead. So what the Lord is telling us is this. Friends, that is why when he concluded this message, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that door, house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Most people, when every time they read this, wow, you have to build your life on the Word of God. And that's true. But, but, don't ever forget, who is the one speaking? Jesus. And if I'm the one listening at that time, how can I hold on to you? Don't tell me that if the storms of life would come, I would be stable because I listened to your word. Well, I, you, I know you. You have been my playmates. You see, I know your father. Your father's a carpenter. Why will I listen to you? Then, I know your mom. Your mom is Mary, and it's being rumored that you are, that you are the son of a Roman soldier. You're, you, it was not really Joseph who really made your mom got pregnant of you. 
Are you following the scenario? And you know what was he saying? How, how will I listen to you? So if you listen to my words, you're saying, I'll accept you as my Lord. I'll accept you that you are the real master that we're waiting for. I'll accept that you're the Messiah. Kaya nga, habi ni Jesus, that is why when you accept my word, this is not a Lord and master relationship. It's more than that. It is being close to me, that you would know me, that you would understand where I'm coming from. Prior to that, not everyone who called me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, in the Jewish practice, when you are called twice, in your using your name twice, mentioning your name twice, meaning you're so close. Ano, ano pangalan niyo po, sir? Ano pangalan niyo? Yes. Dexter. Dexter. If we're close, this is how I address Dexter. Dexter, Dexter. Because we're close. Remember Jesus? Abraham, Abraham. Moses, Moses. So when these people are coming to in the last days, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, as if they're close. And, and the Lord said, depart from me. I never knew you. No, if, they, if you're truly God, how can you say yeah, you never knew me? Uh, you know me. You see, you, you, you're supposed to be all-knowing. You know what he meant? We've never been close. Don't pretend that we're close. We've never been close. That's why you don't know me. That's why you don't understand my words. That's why you don't even care with what I'm saying because we've never been close. So here's the real blessing. You want the real blessings of life? Because when persecution comes, I'm telling you, if we're not close, you'll not be stable. You'll not make it. You'll surely give up. You'll surely give up. Now listen to this. This is what we're going to talk about. In this world, we, are, we will be suffering so many things that are not really nice. Listening to the sauna, I began to realize that the real state of the nation is not in what our president was saying. It was what happened in the Congress. Bigla kayong yes, ano ha? But the truth is, it's not really what's happening in the Congress. It's what's happening in the church. Gusto niyo malaman the state of our nation? Go to the cafeteria. It was placed there. Do not do your D group here. And you did not just do your D group, you did your picnic there. So if we Christians could not even follow a simple instruction like that for the sake of those who are eating, then you know the state of our nation. Just look at the traffic outside. If we cannot respect the, the, those traffic aids down there, our own very own brothers and sisters, then you know what kind of the state of our nation is. This is why the Bible is saying, unless my people, if my people will turn and humble themselves and pray and turn away from their wicked ways. I mean, if my people, he was not talking to all people, he was just talking to his people. When I was listening to Sona, honestly, I cried. I said, God, forgive us. It's our fault. It's not our leader's fault. It's our fault. We have so many things to repent about. There's so many things to change. There's so many things to cry out before the Lord. So here's the challenge. Friends, as we welcome the challenges, prices are continually increasing. You see the prices of commodity, the price hike on our basic commodities, hindi biru yan. So people are getting afraid. And whether Christians or non-Christians, unless they have hope, they will, they will not make it. 
Now, this is why the challenge is this. When the world is in great trouble, we should not lose hope. A very well-known Christian author, a pastor, Leslie B. Flynn, beautifully said this, unbelievable as it may seem, it is possible for a person to live up to 70 days without food. It is also possible to exist for nearly 10 days without water. And no one can live for up to six minutes without air. But there is one thing it is impossible to live without, hope. So be hopeful. The best is yet to come. The reason why this is so important to us, because not only that we are in trouble, but the world is against Christians, that is more challenging, but we're blessed. We're blessed. Why? So just to summarize our topic for this afternoon, I just summarize it in one sentence. When you are persecuted because of your faith, always be hopeful in Jesus for your faith. So never retaliate. Okay, man? So re repeat it after me. When you are persecuted because of your faith, Always be hopeful in Jesus for your faith. So never retaliate. Now, in all of the beliefs in the world, worldwide, Christians are the most persecuted. From, from the very early Christian era, you see in the, the birth of the church, they were really in persecution up to today. Now, if you want to understand what I'm saying, let's just watch this video. While most of us live a life relatively free from persecution because of our faith, there are many who do not. For as long as Christianity has existed, there have been those persecuted because of it, even today. In order for us to know how persecution affects us today, we must know how it has manifested itself across history. Beginning around a year after Jesus' death and resurrection, the Apostle Stephen was stoned to death because of his faith. In fact, nearly all the apostles paid the price of their life for their faith. 64 AD, the Roman Empire, led by Nero, began the first recorded systematic torturing and murder of Christians. This was the first time a governing body enacted the persecution of Christians. Around 100 years later, Christians were killed in mass quantities for refusing to renounce their faith. It was not uncommon at this time for Christians to be robbed, assaulted, or even stoned for their faith. 250 AD, all Christians were commanded to sacrifice to Roman gods or face immediate execution. The persecution continued until Constantine came to power in 300 AD and legalized Christianity. 717 AD The Pact of Umar was enacted. While giving Christians certain rights, it brought a large list of restrictions in many countries. This pact forbade Christians from publicly displaying crosses and rebuilding churches after they were destroyed. 1300 AD Tamerlane, a ruler at the time over Persia and Central Asia, conducted massacres of Christians on a wide scale in Mesopotamia, Persia, Asia Minor, and Syria. 1600 AD, the Emperor of China banned Christianity for over a hundred years. 1850 AD, in Madagascar, the Queen prohibited the practicing of Christianity. It's estimated that over a hundred thousand died as a result. 1915 AD, Ottoman army troops enacted a large massacre on Christian populations in Anatolia, Persia, and northern Mesopotamia regions. 
1917 AD, after a political change in Russia, tens of thousands of churches were destroyed or repurposed. This resulted in the murder of over 500,000 Orthodox Christians in the 20th century. Beginning in 1983, Christians in Sudan were under attack. Some estimates put the number of those martyred at over a million, with many more displaced. Present day, Christians are facing growing levels of persecution on the continents of Africa and Asia. There are many countries where being a Christian is punishable by death, several where it is punishable by significant time in prison, and even more where attempting to convert someone to Christianity is a crime. For as long as Christianity has existed, there have been those persecuted because of it. While Christianity can often seem like a safe choice to us, there are many who live where identifying with Christ means putting your life in severe danger. What would you be willing to risk for your faith in Christ? You will be surprised with this. Presently, presently, for example, America, a proponent of democracy. This is what's happening. Recent report, federal judge threatened incarceration to a high school valedictorian unless she removed references to Jesus from her graduation speech. City officials prohibited senior citizens from praying over their meals, listening to religious messages, or singing gospel song at a senior activity center and at a public university law school, banned Christian organization because it required its officers to adhere to a statement of faith that the university disagreed with. The U.S. Department of Justice argued before the Supreme Court that the federal government can tell churches and synagogues which pastors and rabbis it can hire and fire. The state of Texas sought to approve and regulate what religious seminaries can teach. Can you, can you imagine what's happening? Now, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs banned the mention of God from veterans' funerals, overriding the wishes of the deceased families. And today, not only is prayer not welcome in school, students have actually been threatened with suspension for attempting it. So if you're excited to become Christians because you're hearing messages like, you will be blessed, you will be wealthy, you will be prosperous, those, those, those are nice things, but what if I tell you, come to Jesus and you will be persecuted? Will you come? Obviously, it's so easy to invite people and say, come, and we will dance, bam, belela. Oops, what if I tell you you will be persecuted? Will you come? Yan, yan ng test. Kasi alam nyo kung bakit. There are five types of persecution according to Jesus. One is when people will hate you, others will separate from themselves from you, or re reproach you, or cast out your good name as evil and say all manners of evil against you falsely for Christ's sake. Now, why is this happening? Now, in order for us to really experience blessing in the midst of persecution, remember these principles. I'll just give you four principles. Principles to remain hopeful in the midst of all this persecution. Now, if you can be prepared on this, simply na ibang problema. Okay ba Okay ba Okay, good. Now, remember hope. Hope. Heirs of the kingdom will be attacked. Opposition is expected in Jesus' name. 
Praise and celebrate. Just learn to praise and celebrate. And expect a great reward. So let's start with the first principle. Heirs of the kingdom will be attacked. The Bible tells us this. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Look at the words. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, as Christians, this is our this is our call. We are adopted children of God, and God is saying you are an heir of the kingdom. You are an heir of God's kingdom, eternal kingdom. And the problem with this is this. There are standards in the kingdom. And obviously, the standards of this kingdom is much higher than the standard of, the, of, the, of this world. Not only that, not only that it's higher, the standard is, it counterflows the standard of this world. Now, it's Entirely opposite. In an upside, in, in a, an upside world, here are the right side people. Right side are people. Magkaklasyan. There's a class between standards. Now, itong amazing. Sabi niya, you will be first and persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Kaya, the challenge is this: How can you be persecuted if you're doing what is right? For example, for example lang, you approach a person. And say, how can I pray for you? But si magagalit. Pagsipan yung oh, Will that attract persecution? Supposing you help somebody in need, he needs money, and you're willing to give your everything you have. Will that per- invite persecution? So what's wrong with this? Maybe there's something wrong about this. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong about this. But the problem is this: we have failed to understand what righteousness really means. You see. Righteousness in Christ is not just higher than the world standard. It counterflows with the world standard. What does it mean? Remember Paul? We was, he was persecuting the people of God. And eventually, he was the one being persecuted. You know why he was being persecuted? He began to understand what it means to be righteous. Now, let me explain. In Romans chapter 10, Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. So Paul was praying for his fellow Israelites and telling him, Lord, I'm praying for their salvation. I pray that, God, that they would experience a saving grace of God. Why? Are they evil? Are they murderers? No. He was saying, no, they have a zeal for God. They're so passionate for God. In terms of ministry, they are 24-7 in the church activities. They're very active in the things of God. They know the Bible very well, but not in accordance with knowledge. So he said, for not knowing about, listen, God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. The, the word here is the same Greek word doon sa persecuted for righteousness sake. So what there is God's righteousness. It is not your own established righteousness. It is God's righteousness. So let's continue. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Whoa, this is against the normal belief. The normal belief is this. You want to be right with God? You have to earn it. You have to work for it. You have to make sure that you'll do everything humanly possible to follow the ways of God in order for you to be accepted by God, in order for you to be right with God. But here he was saying, no, the righteousness of God can never be earned by your own effort. That's contrary to what we normally believe. 
all religions believe that you have to earn your salvation. Now, let's continue. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith is fixed as follows. So let's jump to verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Which means for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. No, yun ang matindi. Tingnan niyo, pag-isipan niyo mabuti. Sabi ni Jesus, if you want to be righteous, you need to acknowledge that what Jesus Christ did and His resurrection confirms that everything you owe God, which is death, has already been paid. He overcame death. Now, you have to believe that with all of your heart and confess that He is your Lord, meaning you received idea. Lord, you are the only hope I have. So, with that in mind, friends, people, you are inviting persecution because people will say, come on, you, that's unfair. I work hard for my faith. I work hard for my belief. I am not, I'm always in the ministry, involved in all kinds of ministry because I want to be sure that I will go to heaven. I attend the 9 o'clock service. I attend the 12, the 3, and also the five, 6 o'clock service in the evening. I attend in all of the services. In fact, I also attend the SNS. Then you're telling me I'm not saved with all of those efforts? I attend D groups. Then you're telling me I'm not saved with all those efforts? Are you telling me that I'm not saved because I'm involved with all of these ministries? Friends, if you're doing that to earn God's favor, then you are wrong. Because the salvation of God is not based on what you can do. It's based on what Jesus did. It is his, by His grace. That's why Paul said, for if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. You know how important it is? If we do not understand this, I'm telling you, we will fall into self-righteousness. You see, self-righteousness will not make us blessed when people persecute us. Are you following? Because if we think that we can earn God's favor with our own strength, then we will judge people based on our standards. So our tendency is to condemn people. Our tendency is to compare them with our standard and tell them, well, you are not a Christian because you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. So people will always be focused on the external appearance and not in the heart. The external appearance like this. Oh, how, how can this be a Christian? Look at how he, he dressed. Look at, look at his clothes. Wow, it's very revealing. That's not Christian. Look at his hair. That's not Christian. He's very unclean. He has a long hair. Don't tell me only the bald Christians. 
Hindi pwede. So, ano ibig sabihin? So, lahat yan, titignan. The way you eat. So, even the children, they don't want to come to Jesus anymore. You know why? Because sometimes the, ch- the parents are becoming self-righteous. And they thought they're being persecuted because of their self-righteousness. Sabi niya, bakit ka? Nag-pray ka na ba? Nag-pray na po ako. Ba't sumusubukan ng agad? Hindi ka na nakitag-pray. Nag-pray ako. I saw you. I did not see you close your eyes. You mean to say, when you pray, you, mis- you must close your eyes? You mean to say, if I open, I, I keep my eyes open, I'm not praying? Minsan, ganun na yung thing. Oh, you're singing. You're not even raising your hands. You are unchristian. <sighs> well, friends, yes, I give my best every time I worship. But it doesn't mean if I don't raise my hand, I do not give my best. Because that's not the basis of our righteousness. So listen to this. The people who will really persecute you are the self-righteous people. Not necessarily the sinners. Most of the time, the sinners, they love Jesus because of His righteousness. They come to Jesus. But the self-righteous one, they're always judging, condemning the real righteous people. Because they always base their righteousness based on their performances. So they see people as evil, not souls needing grace. Malalaman nyo, ako nakita ko na sa self-righteousness ko sa sarili kong pagda-drive. Every time I drive, all drivers are evil. Ah, <laughs> oh, totoo. But the moment na nagkamali ako and my wife would rebuke me and say, you cut the guy. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a mistake. It's his fault. Pero, but the moment you realize, God, I'm so sorry, I know that my righteousness is based on you, then I would understand why people are acting this way. So sometimes people, kaya nga, they don't like, the truth is this, sometimes they persecute Christians not because they were righteous, but because they're self-righteous. They're hypocrites, judgmental. Kaya nga, but ito, but if you are persecuted because you believe that your righteousness is because of Jesus and that you have nothing to boast about your own, about your own personal righteousness, then people are, are persecute you, then you're so blessed because they knew, because you knew that you understood the message of the gospel of the Lord is. Okay, here is the challenge for most of us. You know what? To some of us, we just thought coming here will make you a Christian. No, unless you surrender your life to Jesus, you ain't Christian. That's why some people, they come late and they leave earlier without receiving anything. I'm not judging you. What I'm saying is this, you just thought that by coming, at least I've done my duty, I already attended the service, I'm okay. The Lord and I are good. No, because if you have the real nature of Jesus, you would be so hungry for the truth that you want to understand better how you can honor Him in every step of the way. And when you read your Bible, you're not reading your Bible to, de- to debate with people, to-, to have something to argue with others, but you're reading it because you want to grow in your relationship with God. You want to grow in your love for the Lord, not for just for you to be knowledgeable so that you can have something to answer to those who are questioning your faith. That's self-righteousness. But real righteous people, I read my Bible, I listen because I love my Jesus and I want to grow more intimate with Him. 
And that will cause, and that invites persecution. Now, that's why, listen to this, the self-righteous will, will be the one to persecute us. That the, but Jesus Christ was saying, they will make you outcast from the synagogue, but an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. These things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. Now, friends, listen to this. These are Christians. I'll show you a difference. If you knew that you are saved by grace, if others would have a different, you would, you, if you do not agree with their choices, you will not fight them. You will just keep on loving them. Uh, to be more specific, supposing one of us would come and he is a homosexual or maybe an adulteress or maybe someone who, who, is, uh, who is into vices, substance abuse. If you are real Christian and you understand that you're just saved, just like them, you're sinner, you would not, you know, you would feel, as in you will still be loving towards them, you will be lovingly frank, but not brutally frank, and tell them what they really need, that they need Jesus. You are not to condemn them. But if we are self-righteous, this is what we're going to say. You know what? You're going to hell. I'm telling you, the Bible is very clear. People like you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Sobra, totoo yun. Pero sobrang condemning. Ito ang totoo, ha? That may be true, but not necessarily very, very true. Listen to this. Yes, God hates sin, but He loves you. And the truth is, He doesn't want you to go to hell. That's why He gave you His Son, Jesus Christ, and died on the cross for your sin so that you would be forgiven. But if you neglect, obviously, He cannot do anything about it anymore because you rejected His solution. Because God doesn't want anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. Friends, if we understand the issue of righteousness, as in based on grace, then we will always be gracious even with the members of our family, our husband. Kaya nga, the wives, will it be, they will always find it so difficult to submit to a husband thinking that they are more righteous than the husband. Tama? O sabi niyo, kampi-kampi kayo, mga lalaki. Also with the, the husband. They, it would be very easy for them to love if they, their expectations are not met from the wife. But if you understand that you are just the same, you are all sinners, and by God's grace, we are made righteous, then you would understand the wife and you would begin to love the wife, not because of, his, because of her attitude, but because of Jesus. Ganon din sa boss. You submit to your boss not because of the attitude of the boss, but because of Jesus. Nagkaroon ka na ng kaibang concept. Now, we follow the police, we follow their, their, their authorities, not because they're God, but because of Jesus. You begin to understand, Lord, we're all sinners, and thank you that you saved me. Lord, allow me to just live out this righteousness so that they would be attracted to you. Diba? Kaya hindi na yung... Kaya, kasi gato, if you rebel against your boss, if you rebel against your teacher, and you think they're persecuting you, then it will not be blessing to you. It will never be a blessing to you. It's just but a consequence of your rebellion. Same thing with 
children, if children, you're Christian, you begin to attend your, your, no, in, your, in a family, and your parents realize that you, you are attending CCF, then you, and but because you are so diligent at home, you're doing your household chores and doing, uh, doing your studies very well. Obviously, your parents, even if they don't like your faith, they would just say, what made you change? But if they still persecute you because of your faith, despite the righteousness that you're living out, then you're so blessed. Why am I blessed? Look, because you don't need to stay, and you don't need to argue because you are to be kind to them. You are to be patient with them. You are to be humble with them. You are to correct them and those who oppose you and they've been trapped by the devil and you understand that and he makes them obey him. But God may help them escape. Do mo makita difference. This is why Christians are not argumentative. I was asked, if you happen to be following YouTube messages in CCF, you would be reading so many comments, and they will call you names, you're a false prophet, you're like that. And they were asking me, how could you handle all those? I'm not reading them. Why will I read them? I'm not preaching for them, I'm preaching for the Lord. So if I will just read it, oh. This is our nature because we are so proud. We are, we are so proud. We are proud people. This is our attitude. With all the 100 compliments, only one criticized you. You will try to imagine the one criticizing you. Sino yan? Yan yung natutulog siguro. You will also forget all those compliments. You just focus on that one thing. But if you're doing this for the Lord, and you're doing this, you love them. You preach because you love them. If they do not accept your offer, what can I do? I cannot force you. I cannot bring to your throat the, 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 the belief that I have. I cannot force you on that. I will respect you. I will love, but I will still pray for you. Now, if you still get, if you're still angry with me, then at least I know I'm on the right track by God's grace. Blessed indeed are you. Now, here's the other extreme. If you are being attacked by these religious people, the religious fanatics, you will also be attacked by those people who are so extra, I know, hyper-grace. What do I mean by hyper-grace? These are people who believe that Jesus Christ paid for their sin, and they would just claim, well, I can do anything I want. There is no law, there is no more law to restrict me in doing what I want. I can sin as much as I want then you misunderstood again the righteousness and the grace of God. You see, in Titus, Paul was saying, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness, worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Nakita niya? So, obviously, they will get angry at you and say, come on, let's do anything we want. You're Christian. We, we, let's have, let's celebrate. Let's drink to that. Bottoms up. Ganyan. Anyway, we're Christians. Excuse me, but if you stand and say, I'm sorry, I cannot do that because the righteousness that God, that I receive is transforming righteousness of Jesus because real grace transforms lives. Real grace transforms lives. Now listen, this is why anyone who belongs to Christ Jesus, look at the words, and wants to live right. Obviously, if you belong to Jesus, you want to live right. 
will have trouble from others. Who are these others? This includes your family. This includes your office mates. This includes your classmates. This includes so many people. Your neighbors. But if you do what's right, obviously they will hate you. Now, look at this. Galatians. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. So if this is real internally, this is also real in, in a community. What do I mean? Friends, don't be surprised that people who are not walking in the spirit, both Christians and non-Christians, because the, the people of the world, obviously, they will, they will be living by the flesh. And those Christians claiming to be Christians and not walking with the Holy Spirit, they too will persecute you. They too will attack you. Don't be surprised. If that person does not walk in the Holy Spirit, one day he will attack you. He will disagree with you. Supposing you came here and you're so excited and you sat on the seat and say, oh, I like the pastor. He's so handsome. Of course, I'm referring to Pastor Peter, not me, huh? Pastor Peter, because he's the one preaching here every Sunday. So, I invited my friends. And the usher said, Sir, I'm sorry you cannot reserve the seat. If you're not spirit-filled, you will sit to this. He's here. He just went to the restroom. You begin to lie. He just, he just went to the restroom. Then after, an, after 30 minutes, still the seat is vacant. And the usher would say, Is there anyone seated there? He's not yet come back. He's still in the restroom. Diba? Alobis na. Then mamaya galit ka na. Krabi naman ito mga ito. Nag-invite ako ng Christians. Then they will tell me that I, I should not reserve. How dare them. They don't love the Lord. Ayos. Sino umatake sa'yo? And ito naman. E kung hindi pa, if the, the asher is not spirit-filled and you did not obey or did not listen to instruction, pagtalikod mo, Ah, common yan. Nakita ko na yan. Para lang din yan sa mga fast food. When you get in the, good morning, sir, welcome to the, huwag na sabihin yung pangalan ng fast food. Welcome to the, pagtalikod mo, kalbo. <laughs> ah, nangyayari din yan dito. Nangyayari din if you're not spirit-filled. Kaya at home, you will attack each other because one of us maybe is not filled. Even the husband and wife, they attack each other, they feel that they're being persecuted because one of them is not really walking the Spirit. Hello? Friends, remember this. When you're a peacemaker, it doesn't mean you have no enemy. Jesus is a peacemaker, but he has, he has lots of enemies because most of them, they're walking against the Spirit of God. But don't worry. You see, even John Piper beautifully said this. You see, when you, we, we can see why a life devoted to righteousness or godliness will be persecuted or reviled or spoken against. Because if you cherish chastity, purity, virginity, your life will be attacked on people's love for free sex. If you embrace temperance, control, your life will be a statement against the love of alcohol or substance. Or if you pursue self-control, your life will indict excess eating. Now, if you live simply and happily, you will show the folly of luxury. People who love luxurious, luxurious items, they would say, ah, oh, as if you're rebuking them to their face. 
if you walk humbly with your God, you will expose the evil of pride. And if you are punctual and thorough in your dealings, you will lay open the inferiority of laziness and negligence. If you speak with compassion, you will throw callousness into sharp relief. If you are earnest, you will make the flippant look flippant instead of clever. And if you are spiritually minded, you will expose the worldly-mindedness of those around you. If that is the case, friends, listen to this. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing God's will than to suffer for doing evil. Because we are not here to please people, we are here to please God. Okay po ba yan? Kaya you, you remain your focus. Alam nyo, I've seen this several times. You know people who are not one, they will always speak at your back. But listen, but if you are focused on God, I don't really care what you're saying at my back. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you are at my back. Diba? I'm still in front. Nakuha ninyo? Hindi mo, kaya nga yung tenga natin nandito. Para hindi tinakikin. Ano sabi mo? Ano sabi mo? Kung nakatalikod dyan, ano, 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 ano. Buti na yung nakaganyan. Para lagi tayong forward looking. Palaging always in the, on the move forward. Hindi pa atras. Now, letter O. Opposition is expected in Jesus' name. Opposition. Look at this. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. You see, it all the more streamlined the issue. You see, it's not self-righteous. It is not being persecuted because of our laziness, because of our negligence. It is not being persecuted because of our, you know, lack of uh, sensitivity. No, you, because of me, because of Jesus. You see, the Lord is saying, when the world hates you, remember, it hated me first. So that's what makes us hopeful. We know that when they attack us, well, anyway, the Lord knows, and He's not attacking me. They're attacking my Jesus. And the, it hated me first. The world would love you if you belong to it. But you don't. I chose you out of the world. And look at what it said. That's why the world will hate you. No servant is ever greater than his master. So since they persecuted me, they will persecute you too. So just don't be surprised. Remember when, when Paul was persecuting the church? Who confronted him? It was Jesus. Jesus told him, Paul, why are you persecuting me? What, Lord? Who are you, Lord? I'm the one you're persecuting. You see, it's as if he was saying, if you, let's say, if you attack, Let's say, uh, you attack Pastor Peter. And if Pastor Peter walks with the Lord, obviously, it doesn't change a thing. You know why? You are really attacking Jesus. And si Jesus, sa, sa kanya ka mananagot. You will be the one. He, Jesus himself will go against you. Kawawa ka naman. So, I am hopeful because even if these people attack me, I know my God is on my side. If God is with me, who can be against me? Panalo ka! The Christians at that time, because they were sharing about Jesus, they identified themselves with Jesus, they were one with Jesus, they were one with His purpose. So when they were preaching about Him and telling people about Him, look at what happened. They were instructed not to preach about Jesus. After calling the apostles in, apostles in, they flagged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And then release them. Look at what they did. So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. 
Wow, what a privilege. They were, they were saying, what a privilege. I would be suffering for Jesus. What a privilege. What, who am I to suffer along with him? You know why he was willing to suffer for Jesus? Because he was one with the purpose of Jesus. Yung purpose They're one heart with Jesus. They never stopped preaching. Look at this. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as a Christ. Sometimes God allows persecution so that you would be brought back to the right track. Sometimes it's so easy for us to forget our real reason of existence. When God saved you and me, He didn't just kill us and bring us to heaven because Christianity is not transportation. It is transformation. And He wants to make use of you and me to bring the message of the gospel to people. So if we're not doing our work, sometimes God will allow persecution to force us to do it. That is why in Matthew, this is what he said, whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. In other words, you can preach the whole gospel to Israel because you will be keep on running and running after one place to another to bring the gospel. And if they do not accept it, then you will run again to another city, then bring the gospel. So it will never stop. So, and the Lord said, a disciple is not above his teachers, nor a slave above his master. Remember, it's not enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. If they have called the head of the house of Beelzebul, how much more will they malign the members of his household? The word Beelzebul means the epithet of Satan. And like I said, this is actually the Lord of uh, dung, the Lord of uh, the dirt. Kaya sabi niya, si Beelzebul, it's being used to address Satan. So, don't be surprised if people will call you Satan, false prophets. It's okay. Jesus himself was called the same way. Okay po, iba. Alam niyo, ito napansin ko. Some people, they're very sensitive, no? When they were being called with names. Tagang gusto lumamat. Sabi niya, how dare you? Do you really know me? Ganyan, di ba? Huwag na. Sasayangin yung oras mo. Huwag na. Bakit? Si Jesus nga eh. You know what? When I wa- there was a time in my life, imagine, my own very brother in the Lord called me names. As in, demonyo. Tinde. Garachan. Demonyo ka. But it was very modern. Balruka. Ganyan. Alam niyo yung balrog? It's in the Lord of the Rings. Remember the demon? And sabi niya, you shall not pass! Naalala niyo yun? Ah, Naalala niya. Okay. I was called with that kind of name. I was called with so many names. Like, matitindi, matitindi. And sabi sa isip-isip ko, does it really matter? Your words has no power at all. The words of God is more powerful. And that's what I, that's what I need. And Jesus, the very word of God, is alive. Yun ang panlaban natin. Kaya nga, when I was in the school, when I was still studying, people would call me names like Magnan, ano, Mandaraya, uh, Swapang, kasi hindi ako nagpapakopya eh. Swapang, Mayabang. Tuloy ka lang. Lord, importante, ikaw pa rin ang piplis ko. So, gumanti ka? Hindi. Pag nagalit sila, hindi. Pag kailangan ng tulong, nandiyan ka pa rin. They need help. You're still willing to extend help. Kasi you don't, hindi, you parang you do not allow their words to affect you. Okay ba yan? Hayaan mo lang. Parang kunyari, kunyari babae ka. 
Parang sinisiraan ka ng asawa mo. If the husband is adulterer, he will do everything possible to harass you. And you're still Christian. You keep on serving her, serving him. This is your coffee. This is your food. Then, and he's your sleeper. I will massage you. Diba? Parang, maiinis. Oh, kakainis naman to. Ano ba to? Nilalasan ba ako nito? Diba? Then eventually, he would just come to understand. Well, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for my Lord. Talo ka rito because my God is more powerful than your ways. Kaya yan ang panlaban mo. Tinignan, tinignan, tinignan. Ang sabi ni Lord, if you're abused because of Christ, count yourself what? Fortunate! It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. Pero nyo, they began to notice you. And this is why we need not to attack back. You know why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There is a cosmic war. And we are enlisted to the army of the living God. And our struggle is not against flesh. It's not against blood. It's against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's not your classmates. It's not your teacher. It's not the boss. It's not the, your leaders around the community. They're not your enemies. Spirit of darkness. But don't ever call them, mga demonyo kayo. Walang ganun. Ang kalaban natin, spiritual. So anong sagot? Labanan mo, spiritual din. Kaya nga, ang paborito kong sinasabi sa Tagalog, wag mong dibdibin, tuhurin mo. As in, bring your, bring your issues to your knees in prayer. Diba? Instead of meditating, pondering, you bring the issues to the Lord in prayer mas makapangyarihan si Lord. Now, kaya sabi, tinan niya, sabi ni Peter, when they were being persecuted, take a firm stand against Satan and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. You see, friends, if we cannot, you see, if we are not focused on Jesus, on our relationship with Jesus, we will always try our best to get even. But if we know that they are not attacking you, but Jesus, look at what you have Never pay back evil with more evil. If it is possible, as far it is depends on you, live at peace with everyone and never avenge yourself. Leave that to God who has said, I'll be the judge and I'll take care of it. That is what God wants us to enjoy. Alam niyo ba, ang sarap ng buhay ng wala kang kaaway sa isip. Kaya umulis lang, awayin ka lang. Ang gaan ng puso mo. Tama? You know the people who could not really enjoy life? They're always concerned about the opinion of other people. No. You just focus on God. Be an audience of fun. And it would be easier to live. And surely, you are blessed. Surely you are blessed. Let me just give you this one more verse for this part, portion. It's no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Instead, thank God for the privilege of being called by His name. Thirdly, letter P, praise and celebrate. You see, it's good to celebrate. Look at this. Rejoice and be glad. You see, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, how many of you have read Hebrews 11? Hebrews 11. Diba parang ano yan eh? Yung chapter of faith, at parang yung mga hall of famers in the faith. How many of you want your name to be included in there? In heaven? Diba? Yung mga hall of famers of faith. 
How many of you want to, show, to see your name in heaven? Na nakasulat na ganon. Allah, don't tell me you don't like your name to be there. Ang yare. Obviously, for those who are normal Christians, <laughs> na, you want your name to be there. Diba? To be considered as one of them. Yeah, to me, I want to be one of them. And God is saying, if you are persecuted, you rejoice because you're counted to be one of them. You're one of them. Look, more often times what we think is God is blessing us because uh, barang God is pleased with us because we're blessed, because we have conquered kingdoms. You didn't realize something like this. So the Bible tells us this. And what more shall we say? For the time fail me if I tell Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. It's good to know that these people are who by faith conquered kingdoms performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lion. That's exciting to read Daniel shutting, up the, shutting the mouth of lion. Well, I'd like to experience the same. But you know what? The Lord is telling us that's not the only way to be blessed in the Christian faith. Sometimes others experience mocking, scourging, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sown in two. They were attempted. They were put to death with a sword. They went about in sheepskin, in goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. Men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. You see, friends, the blessing of God is not only for you to be blessed materially, with your name would be known on this earth. No, when people persecute you, God is telling you, this guy is worthy of my honor. It's like this. Have, do you remember when God was confronted by Satan and Satan was saying, uh, and, and God was saying to Satan, look at Job. Have you considered my servant Job? What have you noticed about God? He was so proud about Job. You know why he was proud about Job? This guy is a righteous guy. And Satan said, oh, he just served you because you are, you're blessing him. Remove the blessing and see he will curse you. And sabi ni Jesus, God, I will prove you wrong. Obviously, that's not the way he said it. I'm just trying to interpret it. I'll prove you wrong. Go ahead. Do what you want. And I'm telling you, don't just touch his body. Don't touch his life. But I'm telling you, you'll fail. And true enough, Satan failed. Huh? God was so proud about Job. And maybe when God allows you to be persecuted, allows you to, be, to, to suffer, God was just saying, son, I'm so proud of you. You did it. So you rejoice and say, God, thank you that you trust me. If God is not giving you trials, problems, or persecution, maybe you're not yet prepared. Because <laughs> he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. Are you following? So, sabi ni Lord, listen to this. If you suffer for doing what is right, look at the words, God will reward you for it. Don't be afraid and don't worry. What should you do? Celebrate. Worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if you are asked about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain. And you see, it's so hard to overcome evil with God if you do not know how to celebrate. If you're not happy inside, you will always be on the, you know, on the side of fighting, arguing. Obviously, you'll never be able to overcome evil with God. And God said, if you are not celebrating in your heart, rejoicing before God, it's so impossible for you to love your enemies. It's so impossible for you to do good to, do good to those who hate you, to bless those who curse you, to pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, obviously, you'll not turn the other cheek if you're not celebrating inside.
So sabi ng Lord, you learn to praise and celebrate when you are being tested, when you are being challenged, when people oppose you. Okay ba yan? And finally, expect a great reward. Expect a great reward. Rejoice and be glad, sabi ng Bible, for your reward in heaven is great. Wow! Your reward is so great. But you see, it takes a lot of faith to believe. Oh, there's a reward. You know, our faith will really be tested. For sure. That's why in 1 Peter, the Bible tells us these troubles will prove that your faith is genuine. Just as gold is purified by fire and heat, so your faith, which is far more precious than gold, must also be purified by fire, so it may endure. Then you will receive praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Friends, on that day, you would be crowned. I will be crowned. You know what the word crown is in Greek? It's Stephanos. Stephanos, the source of the name Stephen, the Marty. And once we're crowned, these are the crowns God prepared for all those who trust in Him and believe in Him and live for Him and willing to suffer for Him. I just summarize it. The crown of imperishable crown, the crown of rejoicing, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory for those who are serving the Lord as pastors or leaders or elders or d-group leaders, little leaders, the crown of life. And you know what makes this so ble great blessing? I remember when I was still studying, and I would receive awards. I would receive trophy, medals. I wasn't rejoicing because I received them. I was rejoicing because I'm being given a chance to present them to the one I really love, my parents. When they smile, when they find it so joyful to accept those awards from you, Wow, sobrang, alam mo parang, it's priceless. So imagine this, when we receive all these crowns, it's not for us to, you know, and say, wow, I'm full of crown. It is a chance to present those crowns at the very feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we love so much because He first loved us. I believe that we are so excited for His appearing because we know that one day when we see Him face to face, there would be a crown to be placed on our head and the same crown would be placed upon His feet and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this privilege. Who am I to offer you anything? Because you own everything. But yet you are giving me this privilege, giving me this honor to offer you what really belongs to you. Let me just end with this. The Bible telling us, at that time he will wipe every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. You see, though Polycarp is not mentioned in the Bible, he was born during the New Testament age converted early in life and trained for the ministry by, by, the, by the Apostle Paul himself, Apostle John himself. Polycarp and John remained friends for 20 years. They worked in churches 20 miles from one another. 
John in Ephesus, Polycarp in Smyrna. And if you still remember, there was a prophecy given by God to the church in Smyrna. He was saying, don't worry about what, you're, what you will suffer. If you are faithful until you die, I will reward you with a glorious life. Though Bolicarp devoted most of his time pastoring the church in Smyrna, there came a time in the mid-second century during the reign of Antoninus Pius, a persecution broke out against Christians and several of his church members were killed. And on February 23, 155, a Roman officer publicly demanded that Polycarp renounce Christ. The old pastor's famous reply has echoed through history. Eighty and six years I have, have I served him, and he has done me no wrong. Can I revile my king that saved me? Then the Roman soldier said, Then I will throw you to the beast. Polycarp told him, Bring them on. Oh, then, I will, then you will be burned. Then Polycarp replied, and this is his reply. You try to frighten me with fire that burns for an hour, and you forget the fire of hell that never goes out. And there he was burned in the plaza. And the, the, the Roman soldiers were very surprised. He was very surprised. He was not being consumed by the fire. He was still alive. So he had to be stabbed several times that his blood was shed on the fire. And there he died. You know why he was that firm in his stand? Because he knew that this God is faithful to his promises. Friends, listen to this before I end. Sometimes, it's so easy to say, okay, I will die for Jesus. Some of us will not experience this kind of persecution, but some of us will experience pressure from our boss to compromise our morals. Or maybe in school, to compromise our values. Friends, you don't, we don't need to wait for this kind of persecution to happen. If we can stand with all those things, those tests, then how can we be sure that we can stand firm when this comes? Are you following? So what the Lord is telling us is this. If you truly understand your relationship with you is more important to anything else that the world can offer, about money or anything, then you'll never compromise. You'll stand firm and say, God, you are my future. You are my life. I understand this pretty well. When I was kicked out, because I believe that God has something. And I was, so I was challenged. Where will you get your living? One thing I knew, my God is faithful in providing. And He did not fail. Not a single moment. There was a song, if you still remember, not a moment did He forsake me. And when I heard that song, I just kept on weeping and weeping and said, God, not a moment you did. Did you forsake me? Not a moment. And if that is real, that relationship is real, I'm telling you, no amount of testing in this world will ever stop you from doing what is necessary. But if your relationship is not real, a simple test, you will fail.
So make sure that you truly understand the love that God has for you. Now, maybe to some of us, we will not be persecuted, but at least we can pray for our brethren. Amen? We can pray for those who are being persecuted on a regular basis. We can support them financially if necessary. But the bottom line, that stand together as one body in Jesus Christ to declare His greatness. Friends, don't give up. Always be full of hope for the best is yet to come. Shall we just bow down our heads and close our eyes? Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful afternoon. I thank you, Lord, that you know everyone in this auditorium, oh God. And thank you, God, that you are not looking for self-righteous individuals. You're seeking for people who would really acknowledge their nothingness before you and would really acknowledge that there's no other righteousness, Father God, that will honor you. That even when we are being opposed, persecuted, because of that righteousness that comes from you, Father, we know we're blessed because you have saved us. We know we're blessed because we, are, we belong to you. We know we're blessed because we are heirs of the kingdom. We know we're blessed because you'll never forsake us. We know we're blessed because they will, you are on our side. And if you are with us, no one can ever be against us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you because you first love us. And thank you for dying on the cross for us, oh God. And I pray to allow everyone in this room to have that firm conviction that you are our Savior, you are our Lord, and you are our lover. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.